When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. As 71 Con Con at 50 concludes, a delegate reminisces. I must confess I was starstruck in the beginning while in the company of my Con Con colleagues, former presidents, senators, congressmen, justices, ambassadors, top-notch professionals, business leaders and celebrities I only saw and read about in newspapers. Gradually, I eased to the environment and became on first-name basis with everyone except the former presidents and the very senior or elderly delegates. I settled down to the task that I alone sought and determined to do. With the Manila Hotel Office Room assignment with Occidental Mindoro's Ding Quintos, I became Ding T, set in order, we embarked on the choice of committees for membership, about which we were notified would also be by lottery. Guided by the thought of not competing along prime topics like executive or legislative power, citizenship, natural resources, etc., I smoothly got my preferred youth, where I was sponsor, national territory and education committees. My membership in the Committee on General Provisions was an add-on but turned out very informative and fortuitous. While the matter of reducing the voting age from 21 to 18 was the first issue tackled in plenary, my concerns, National Territory and Youth Committee reports, were the next two pursued earnestly by the convention. The Committee on National Territory report received public notice because of the phrase by historic right or legal title the intent of which is to prevent forfeiture of our historic right or legal claims over some territories by their omission from the constitutional definition. We were only eight in the committee, and I was assigned the historic right portion, referring to the Marianas Islands and Guam, which were integral parts of Las Islas Filipinas. Historians believe that when General Emilio Aguinaldo's revolutionary forces defeated the Spanish colonizers, Spain lost sovereignty not only over the Philippine archipelago but also over Marianas and Guam. After delivering my sponsorship speech, Media interviews followed because of the novelty of what I divulged based on much research and scrutiny. Questions centered on the strategic location of the Marianas Islands and Guam for defense purposes. I was baffled and bewildered at the attention after my maiden speech. I was on TV newscasts that night and in the national dailies the following day. But it was just work about which I did the utmost. I even received an encouraging note from the German Bishop of Mindoro. Coming as it did from the saintly bishop, I felt extremely humbled. Association with the Committee on National Territory was a great learning experience. That was where I listened, mesmerized at the revelations of the legal and intellectual Princess Tarhada Kiram in support of our legal claim over Sabah. That was also where I came to feel firsthand the international law concept of acquisition of jurisdiction over a territory by discovery when the Philippine Maritime Institute's attorney Thomas Cloma, the Manila Press dubbed him Admiral, spoke before us in executive session about his discovery of part of the Spratlys which he called Freedomland, now Kalyan Island Group, a municipality of Palauan with Pog Asa as the government center. I still have a flag of freedom land which he distributed to committee members as souvenirs. Best of all, my decision to join the wonderful world of diplomatic service sometime later in my journey through life could only have flowed from my frequent talks with Chairman Delegate Eduardo Quintero and Committee Observer Ambassador Araglado. An add-on to my committees was the Committee on General Provisions, referred to by some as the Miscellaneous or Dumping Ground Committee. Resolutions which cannot be accommodated in well-defined committees were assigned to this one. Among such resolutions were those on arts and culture, science and technology, sports, population and divorce. The latter gave me a bit of notoriety. 
Some delegates, aware of the many unsuccessful attempts in the past to legalize divorce in the Philippines, thought of a constitutional provision as a last resort. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Considering the number of resolutions filed to legalize divorce, the Committee on General Provisions decided to create a special subcommittee to handle the divorce proposals. The problem was that not one among the married subcommittee members could be convinced to accept the chairmanship on the pretext that the wife would not like it. So it was thrown on the lap of the lone unmarried member. That was me. I reluctantly agreed, not fully realizing the many consequences of such chairmanship. As a well-thought move, I rushed the meetings on the divorce resolutions, submitted the subcommittee report to the mother committee, which was then put to a vote and expectedly lost. Divorce has no place in the constitution was the verdict of the majority. In short, divorce was killed at the committee level. Fifty years after the 1971 Constitutional Convention, only the Philippines and the Vatican are counted as steadfast in their resolve not to have divorce in their legal systems. I also remember I campaigned on a platform of people's power at a time when the catchphrase was still unknown. It was good that I saved a copy of my campaign leaflet as proof of my early call to people's power via constitutional provisions. Listed our referendum, recall, free access to information, among others. To date, those procedures, while already incorporated as constitutional mandates, leave much to be desired in regard to implementation. And, reflecting on my experiences on the day-to-day happenings at the CONCON, I would like to share the following points. 1. The mandate for a constitutional convention or a constituent assembly should clearly state whether the task is to completely change the constitution or to amend only identified provisions. Likewise, the length of time for the task should be clearly stated. 2. Topics like referendum, recall, Initiative and prohibition on political dynasties should be spelled out to guide and ensure effective implementation instead of leaving details to as may be provided by law. 3. A lengthier provision about the impeachment process, Philippine style, must be made. Of all the invocations delivered daily in the halls of the convention, I favor the markedly popular nothing is politically right that is morally wrong that was shared by Delegate Tingzon. Needless to say, while an elective post carries all kinds of honor and prestige, it carries with it an enormous responsibility. I was 28 during the inaugural of the 71 CONCON and 30 when it finally adjourned. Outwardly, I looked 30. But inwardly, I had aged by 20 years. I felt 50 when it ended. The CONCON, along with some come-and-go personal experiences, had a tremendous effect on me. I felt very mature in outlook unlike before. It was a fleeting moment in politics, but it's not the only thing I wanted to do. I want to go out and grow in other areas. Very important for me though, are the friendships that blossomed and developed out of my short stint as an elected public official. I could sum it up by saying that my CONCON colleagues had become BFFs. On the lighter side, what is the similarity between work at the CONCON and foreign service? One ends up with lots of photographs and indelible memories. After the 1971 Constitutional Convention, Delegate Tolentino pioneered in the field of environmental law. For years, he traveled far and wide doing assignments for UNEP and UN ESCAPE, various consulting firms and also in his capacity as executive director, for developing countries, of the International Council of Environmental Law. 
he made countless contributions to academic publications and international conferences. Currently, Tolentino lectures on environmental law which has become a compulsory course in all law schools in the Philippines. He is a contributing columnist to the Manila Times.